All right, let's roll. Another edition of Maverick Magazine on the air. I'm Paul Allen, driving the bus for you this morning. Lots of stuff happening on uh, the campus of Minnesota State. The last couple weeks, only one thing going on this weekend here in the Key City with uh, MSU hosting a football game tomorrow, Bernsey. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a big one. It's, uh, we got number 22 ranked Augustana uh, coming to town. They are 6-1. and one. We are 5-2. and two. A lot of uh, postseason implications are on the line right now uh, for, for this game. And, of course, Augustana uh, recently, they've won their last two games now. They beat up Iowa two weeks ago, just how, just how we beat up Iowa this past weekend. And uh, last weekend, Augustana was able to uh, defeat uh, Wayne Staten to cut their to cut off or to end uh, the Wildcats' winning streak that they had going there against us, uh, Duluth and uh, Winona. So, you know, Augustana's, uh, it'll, it'll be a tough test for this uh, Maverick team here as they uh, basically get back home for their final uh, home stretch of the of the regular bit season. Of a, bit of a jumble. We're, we're uh, sort of waiting with anticipation. The regional rankings come out next week mm-hmm. uh, for football and for soccer. Yep. Um, and with what's happened within the NSIC with the football, with uh, UMD uh, beating us, with Wayne State beating us, but then um, you mentioned Augustana and Wayne mm-hmm. State. Uh, along with UMD and us being in the mix. We have two losses. Yep. Um, when it comes to uh, the NCAA postseason, um, uh, traditionally, you know, if, if you have no losses or one loss, that typically meant you're probably going to end up hosting a, a first-round game or getting a first-round bye, mm-hmm. uh, which we've been fortunate to have um, a lot happen to us in the last uh, few years. But with the two losses, um, not to read anything into it, but uh, going on what has happened in the past, it seems unlikely that we would host a game. At this point, right, Bernsey? Yeah, you, it would seem unlikely, but again, you n- you never know, and it's it's been kind it's kind of weird, you know, this year because I mean, there's in our super region, there's only one undefeated team right now, and that's uh, Colorado School of Mines. So, um, you know, anything's po- still possible. Plenty, but, yeah. plenty of the schedule. We still have. Yeah. What, we have four games left. Four games left. Yeah, including uh, Saturday's game against Augustana, mm-hmm. and and of course, um, lots of interesting things with the Augustana. Uh, program with the connections back to MSU with Jerry Oshesky yep. and Kelly Skolton uh, being on that stuff with uh, Jerry being the head coach and of course uh, uh, his his uh, father-in-law being uh, Dean Boyer. Uh, lots of great connection with Augustana yep. there and and but we've had some success against Augustana in the last little while since mm-hmm. uh, Jerry's been there. Yep. It's been a while since Augustana's beaten us. Yeah, it, it, has, it has been a while. We are on a nine-game winning streak against uh, the Vikings. Uh, that dates back to about the 2010 season. The Vikings haven't defeated us uh, at at Blakesley Stadium since uh, 2003, my freshman year of mm-hmm. uh, college. Of course. So, Bridget, uh, you're not spring chicken you once were. I'm not I, sure if you noticed this, know. but you still look like you're about you know a 25, 26 year old guy. But I don't think you are 25, are you? No, I'm not 25. I didn't anymore. think so. No, no. Uh-uh. Connor's probably a little bit. Uh, he's about uh, 23 and a half, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Right. By the way, I so I, I mentioned <laughs> my I mentioned my I'm name. in the ballpark. I, I think. I'm, I'm Paul Allen. Nick Burns in with me uh, on Mavic <laughs> Magazine, and Connor Wachtels here as well. And Connor, um, um, who works with uh, all of our programs, but is is the point person on uh, women's hockey and uh, women's soccer. Uh, uh, women's our women's soccer program on a bit of a roll. The football program has uh, rebounded nicely after that loss to Wayne State. Burnsy pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple wins, but uh, the women's soccer team hasn't been allowing any goals here lately. Was it like five games in a row now where yeah, we've gone with it? It was um, until Sunday. Yeah. Sunday we gave up one. But yeah, um, yeah that was five consecutive shutouts. Yeah. Yeah, and Jenny Vetter, of course, uh, continues to be a ju- offensive juggernaut for us. A senior from Mankato East is. Um, 
closing in on, I think, uh, the game-winning goals yep. record, right? She is now tied for second, one out from Corey Cronforst. Uh, she has 19. Yep. So uh, we're one out on that. And she moved up to tied for fifth all-time in goals. And she's creeping up the chart in shots. She's at 244 for eighth in all-time. So Jenny, Jenny is obviously someone that you would mark. If you're going to play against MSU, you want to keep your eye on, on her. Um, secondary scoring we've been getting from who? From, say, Maley Mathis has really taken a step forward this mm-hmm. year. Allie Williams, big yep, time. Yep. Allie Williams, I think, is leading us in assists. Let's look that up in the back of the notes. Um, How about national level on de- when we're talking defense, goaltending-wise, Connor? Yeah. We've got to rank amongst the nation's leaders in defense, right? Where are we on defense in uh, women's soccer. We've got to be close to being sort of put you on the spot there with your stuff. Oh, no, you're good. But we've got to, we've got to rank somewhere, right? It's certainly within our league. Yeah. Sure. Um, in the conference, at least if you're looking at um, some goalkeeping stuff, we're first in uh, save percentage individually with uh, Rath at a 909 save percentage. How many shutouts for her this year? Um, she has four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Five in her career. Clean sheet. Yes, clean sheet. Yeah. I'm still old school with some stuff. Uh, he's been using, I'm looking at I'm yeah. Bernsey now, but Connor's been using clean sheet now. Yeah, I've, I've been noticing that too. Yeah. It's so. like he refuses to use the word shutout. I, 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 I like using the word shutout. I do too. Bit. Yeah. I know. FIFA taught me clean sheet. Darn FIFA. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, put my chips in on FIFA. Yeah, those sorry. guys, those guys. That's okay. What do, what do they? What do they know? What do those guys know? Yeah. What do they know? Yeah. But uh, so women's soccer's on the road. Yep. This weekend, right? Yep. They're making the big North Dakota trip. They're Mary and Minot this week. One of our favorites. <laughs> yeah. One of yeah. our favorites. Uh, it's, it's scary too. Yeah. Uh, we're tied with Minot for second in the conference, and Mary's not far behind in fifth. So. Yep. Uh, so again, postseason implications. Yeah. Uh, big time. Here. Yeah. So. Um, you know, in the past, we've been so fortunate for women's soccer because we've hosted a ton of uh, not only conference um, uh, postseason tournament action, but also NCAA tournament action. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still have a, uh, a couple weekends left in the regular season here with women's soccer. So uh, we can probably control some of that. Yeah. But a uh, big weekend here with uh, um, the trip to North Dakota on the docket. Right. Um I want to talk a little bit uh, about the golf teams. The golf teams closed out their um, uh, the fall portion of the schedule, the Women's Golf Classic. Golf was at the Midwest Classic in Warrensburg. Uh, I think we finished 14th there, and the men's golf team was at the Fort Hayes State uh, Tiger Classic in Hayes, Kansas. And, uh, ben Lafine finished 5th there. He, he led us in scoring, a senior from Sleepy Eye, and, and was uh, named NSIC Men's Golfer of the Week for the third time. Um, and, uh, but that does, uh, close things out for, the, for our men's and women's golf teams for the fall. And they'll pick it up again in, uh, the spring with the conference championship and NCAA postseason for men's and women's D2 golf taking place in the spring. Um, women's volleyball team mm-hmm. on the road this weekend, along with just about everybody else, Southwest Minnesota state, um, number 14 in the nation, 14 Southwest. in the nation. Yep. And then, um, yeah, they Taking them on, taking, uh, uh, taking them on at uh, six o'clock today. I think in Marshall, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Um, and, and then uh, at Sioux Falls, four o'clock tomorrow. 
On Saturday, I should say. On yeah, well, today's Friday, right? Yeah, today's Friday. So Friday. Yeah, you so are correct tomorrow. in saying yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So it's funny how it goes with um, uh, intercollegiate athletics sometimes because you know uh, the last month we started off with um, homecoming about a month ago, three weeks ago was homecoming, and we had um, the Hall of Fame event going on at the same time, and then the next week we had that uh, unbelievable weekend uh, with the confluence of all the home events yeah. being at in in town. We had nine home events and over the span of three days um last weekend was busy as well with some home events and men's hockey on the road mm-hmm. uh, but this weekend uh just a football game on saturday so um also on saturday taking place um uh, men's and women's cross country uh begins their po- begin their postseason um competition at the nsic championship down in wayne nebraska Pretty good fall for our uh, men's and women's cross country programs. <clears throat> um, the, the women's program, in particular, um, has uh, moved up the the rankings and um, have either been twenty first or twenty second in the NCA polls here. Uh, the last over the course of the last month, and uh, head into uh, postseason. And as I mentioned, the NSIC, the conference meet, is tomorrow in Wayne. Now the women at ten and uh, um, men at eleven fifteen, and you can follow along. Uh, there's live video and, and live stats. Um, if you go to msumavericks.com and check on the schedules, there's links for those. Um, uh, the women are poised to uh, potentially go as a team. It's been a while since we've gone as a team. Uh, early two thousands, I think, was the last time we went as a team to the NCA meet. But we're, I think we're ranked fourth in the region. Right now, um, we're a couple weeks away from the regional meet, but you have to finish typically, I think, uh, at least third or maybe even fourth. And we're in a pretty strong region for cross country. So uh, we're, uh, we're right there relative to qualifying as a team. And, and uh, uh, we've had a, um, uh, a couple of really strong uh, individual performances. Uh, uh, Montplaisir, um, who's been um, our top, uh, women's cross country runner all year, and and it has uh, been uh, NSIC women's cross country runner of the week. Um, I think has a good chance uh, to finish in the top five individually at the conference meet, which would be close to um, um, you know where she would place in the regional meet, which means that she would have an opportunity to go to nationals uh, uh, by herself as an individual, regardless of what the team does. So I think. I think we're right there with a lot of stuff, a lot of good things happening with uh, the job that Jen Blue has done with our women's cross-country program and um, uh, been held with the men's cross-country program as well. So excited about uh, our cross-country teams um, competing, and uh, best of luck to uh, both teams. Amanda uh, Plaisier has uh, got a really good chance, as we mentioned, to qualify for nationals, so excited about that. Um, I also uh, think we should probably talk about the men's and women's hockey program. Um, uh, programs, uh, uh, Mavericks have had a, a pretty robust schedule up to this point, but they've got this weekend off um, uh, opportunity for our uh, coach to get on the road and look at some of the recruits. I think this week with no uh, games going on for either of those teams, but uh, uh, how would you describe the women's hockey schedule, how things have gone for the Mavericks so far, Connor, with where we're at right now? I think it's a it's a great start for the Mavericks. Um, it was actually their best start since the 0304 season coming into last week um, when the Mavericks back then started six and all. They ended up with 16 wins that year, didn't I? I think was that yeah, the 16 I think 16, wins 16 14 yeah. and one, yeah. something like that. Yep. 
Um, and then uh, they played host uh, home and home series with the Gophers last week. Uh, they were rated uh, five and six in the country, and were unfortunately swept by the Gophers, but. Um, Really put up a fight when they played in Minneapolis on Friday. Uh, three power play goals. Um, struggled with the penalty kill in that game. Um, we took just four penalties and they scored on three of them. So, um, and Saturday, we got a little bit more offense on Saturday, which was good to see, but struggled a little bit on the defensive end again. But uh, Mavericks are off to a 5-3 and three start overall with 1-3 record in the WCHA and um, really a step up again this year. Akrovic's really carrying the back end. Um, well, Fleming looks really, really good. A, a, couple, a couple things. We, uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but you want to talk about Charlotte Akrovic, and, and she's a player that I thought that had a, a really good freshman season. Um, I don't think she took a step backwards last year, but I expected a little bit more of a jump. Um, and then this year with um, Anna Wilgren, uh, the senior captain, who is one of the top defensemen in uh, women's college hockey in the U.S., getting an invite to uh, the Olympic residency program. A, a kid that typically plays probably 30 minutes a game for us. Someone was going to have to, or maybe it was going to be a, a group effort, pick up those extra minutes. And I think Akervik is one of those kids. I haven't watched her play this year. I think she's taken a step, Connor. 100%. Yeah. I, has always had that big shot from the point. And could uh, the type of player that could carry the puck out of her own zone and um, with her size, kind of a physical type of presence in front of her uh, own net. Uh, but you see her activate from the blue line in the offensive zone now, which I don't think I've saw that much or we've seen that much in the previous two years. So I think she's taken a, a step for sure, and, and uh, that happens sometimes when uh, players are in the lineup. And then you mentioned Britton Fleming and, and what she's done, and uh, she's back for a fifth year. And uh, because of the COVID stuff, she's been, I think we're really fortunate from a number of levels. Not only is she a great player, but a great leader for the younger players on the team. And we're still relatively young. Um, well, we are young, especially up front. And uh, uh, again, um, she's, she's moving up the statistical ranks as well, uh, where we are on our top 10 list. She's right? actually on the top now. So. Uh, on assists, right? Yep, on yeah, assists. All, all time and, and uh, moving up in other categories as well. So... Um, and at the same time, we have, um, let alone, uh, missed Anna Wilgren. Some other players have been out of the lineup at well, uh, as well, including Nelson, who's been a key player for us here last year, uh, top uh, freshman in the WCHA a year ago, and, and but she hasn't been healthy the entire time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's opportunities there, and uh, goaltending-wise, it looks like we're in pretty good shape right now, too. Yeah, so-so. We have, uh, <laughs> we have Frank right now. Um, Barbro at least hasn't. Yep. She didn't trust for the last series, so yep. um, let's see where we are with that. Um, I, I, relative to where Kala's at, though, but she was a little inconsistent last year. I've seen Kala this year. It looks like she's back to her where she was uh, a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. Right? She looks good. In her performance, I think so, too. Yeah. she's She really got peppered in that last series, too. So I always find it's really hard to judge when you're in a scenario like that because, I, I mean, you get so many shots. Like, what are you going to do? I think she yep. saw 93-some-odd shots over the week. So, um She's right there, 90, 90% save percentage. It, 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 is, it is interesting. You talk about you know, the Gophers and the, and the success that Minnesota's had over the years, not just with our, against us, but with everybody. And, and uh, there was some sense that maybe the Gophers are a little bit vulnerable this year. They've missing some players because it being an Olympic year. Um, and uh, um, I'm not going to say necessarily it was a missed opportunity, but uh, the, the Gophers are still the Gophers regardless. And it's always going to be a challenge when you take on a team like that. And the, you know, 
um, learning experience for us, and hopefully we um, uh, use that as a positive thing and moving forward have a chance. So what's the, the next weekend? What do we have next weekend? Next weekend, uh, number one rate of Wisconsin comes to town. It doesn't town. get any easier. No. Yep. yep. No, it never does, it seems. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll that'll be a big one. Uh, three, 301 start on Friday and 201 start on Saturday, and that's, uh, that's uh, next weekend, not this weekend. Yeah, make that clear. Yep, so. next weekend. So uh, obviously they're off this weekend, but uh, the men's team. You wonder about the start times there, and it's because our men's team's home, and we uh, begin uh, conference play. CCHA action uh, for the men starts next weekend when Northern Michigan comes to town. The Mavericks off to a four and two start on the men's side. And um, if uh, I said to you at the beginning of the year, after taking a look at our schedule for the first three weekends, would you be okay if we were four and two? Right, where you're taking on uh, the University of Massachusetts out at, in Amherst for the first couple games, University of Massachusetts at that time ranked number one in the country and the defending national champs. And then the following weekend, you have St. Cloud State coming to town uh, for a, a couple of non-conference games. And, um, and then you have the icebreaker tournament up in Duluth where you're going to face Providence, ranked number 10, a team that traditionally goes to the NCAA tournament and vies for a national championship and then playing either um, Minnesota Duluth or Michigan in the second game. Um, knowing that that's the gauntlet you got to run through, would you be okay being 4-2? and two? Bernsey, what would you say? I would say absolutely, absolutely. with that schedule. Yeah. So we start off, just to recap, we start off uh, by sweeping uh, Massachusetts out there. Uh, we split with St. Cloud State and the pair of games played uh, downtown at the um, – Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center, and then uh, we beat a really good Providence team up in um, up in Duluth at the Icebreaker last Friday before uh, dropping a one-goal game to Michigan, a game in which we'd led uh, uh, two to one going into the third period, and we had not had not given up a, a goal in the third period uh, all year, and the uh, Wolverines scored twice and ended up uh, beating us. So uh, four and two, not too bad. I think uh, we're right there where we are. The Mavericks had been ranked number one in the country the previous two weeks, dropped to number two. <laughs> so the, the fall wasn't exactly precipitous, but um, and then we're off this week. So a chance to, uh, like a, on the women's side, uh, for our coaching staff to get on the on the road, look at some of our recruits and, and for um, uh, the current team uh, to regroup a little bit here, maybe uh, concentrate on your studies on, on, a, on the women's side, chance to focus on academics and um, uh, maybe uh, get healthy if you've got any bumps or bruises along the way. So pretty good start for the Mavericks. Nathan Smith, um, who was really good for us uh, at the end of last year, named the all-tournament team at the Frozen Four, uh, off to a, a great start, averaging over a point a game, um, has been named CCHA Player of the Week uh, once so far this year, Forward of the Week. Uh, Dryden McKay, right where um, I think we expected Dryden to be, picked up a couple of shutouts through the first um, uh, couple of weekends and ends up uh, tying Ryan Miller now for the NCAA record for career shutouts. And uh, we'll expect that um, he'll become the all-time leader here probably in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, and then uh, some other things. Julian Napravnik is, I'm not going to say he's flown under the radar, the WC, reigning WCHA forward of the week. Well, Randy's not really reigning WCHA, it doesn't exist anymore, but he was named <laughs> WCHA forward of the year last year. I said forward of the week, forward of the year last year is right behind Nathan Smith in terms of scoring. Um, we're getting contributions from all four lines up front and then defensively, 
Uh, you see what's going on. Jack McNeely's back the, for a fifth year. Uh, Reggie Lutz, by the way, leads us in goals. He's got five goals in six games. Uh, another uh, senior along with Jack is a fifth-year senior for us. And um, uh, and then defensively, uh, Akito Hiroshi has got three assists, I think, so far. And um, Jake Livingstone is uh, had an excellent freshman year last year. Is also right there. So uh, team-wise and individually, I think it's right where we want to be with our men's program. I'm excited about uh, Northern Michigan next weekend. And, and uh, you guys have both had an opportunity to see both our men's and women's hockey program. The, the Bernsey Jinx, I think, is still in place. Uh, in some respects, so we'll try to keep him away from the rink if we, if at all possible. I shall do my best. I'll do my best. And, and uh, <laughs> Connor, your thoughts on the men's hockey program so far that you've seen? I, I couldn't be more impressed with the start. Um, just being on Twitter and stuff, I see a lot of Maverick fans like, oh, what's going on here or whatever. It's like, I mean, we're playing, at the time, number three team in the country, and St. Claude was number two. It's yep. like, yep. I, I think it's right where you want to be. You can't expect to go in there and get a clean sweep 5-0 and all, or 6-0. and all. Yep. It's just it's amazing how quick the bar the bar gets set so high, yeah. you know. But but we're right there with right. our with our yeah. program and and uh, um, I, you know the whole Michigan thing. You know, uh, uh, a lot of people had Michigan ranked number one going into the season based primarily on um, their lineup, uh, which includes seven first round picks. And if you go back to last summer during the NHL draft, four of the top five picks one, two, four, and five were. Um, Michigan players, um, they're they're loaded offensively. They're a little bit younger. They're average about a year younger than Minnesota State. I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes. Um, so competition-wise, I think what it um, having watched our guys and how they go about our business, we've got a swagger to our program. We know we can play with anybody, and pretty excited about uh, what's going to transpire over the course of the rest of the season. Couldn't agree more. I just think about it like being a kid 15 years ago, going to every game with my dad and stuff, and like I'd pay like actual money as a kid to be where we are right now so like just thinking yeah a lot of excitement around the program because uh, st cloud state was um here a couple of weeks ago and right out of the shoot um um capacity on the saturday night game we were over 4800 people in the building um <clears throat> we list capacity wise at 4832 and i think we're at 4836 as official attendance uh, for the saturday night game so uh, we expect the crowds to be like that, I think, all year long, and and uh, great student section. Um, <clears throat> so if if you uh, are interested in going to a Maverick game and you don't have season tickets, uh, single uh, game tickets are available through the box office down at uh, the rink. Uh, you can also access there on msumavericks.com on our on our ticket tab. So uh, be sure to get your tickets because we think that. Um, they're going to be hard to come by here, especially as we head down the stretch after once Christmas takes place. Typically, uh, over the, our, the history of our crowds, uh, there's been this uh, building up over the course of the season where at the end of the season, the crowds are really good. Well, <clears throat> I don't think that's the case this year. I think based on a couple things, uh, obviously, A, the success of the program, uh, B, the COVID season that we went through um, where we were had really limited capacity last year once we got up and running after Christmas, uh, there's this pent-up emotion right now uh, relative to uh, a lot of our sports. Football crowds have been good, and um, Maverick hockey, we've only had two home games so far for the men's on the men's side, and the, and the crowds were pretty good. So uh, get your tickets if you want to come watch us play. Um, I think that's about the, um, what we have going on for um, uh, if events. It is interesting, you know, um, hockey's considered a, a winter sport, uh, but our, the rest of our winter sports are going to be up and running here too pretty soon. Our, our, our polls are out. The national poll came out for wrestling. We're ranked 10th in the preseason poll, the national Division Two wrestling poll. 
Um, and we expect the uh, uh, conference polls to come out for men's and women's basketball here fairly soon. Yep. I think ne- next week. I next week, yep. And we're right there. Of course, they've been practicing here for a little bit now. So excited about our men's and uh, women's uh, basketball programs as we're on the cusp of starting that uh, the season. Um, what else, Bernie? What, Bernie, what am I? Uh, men's and women's swimming's uh, going right women's now. Right? Women's swimming is uh, going tomorrow too. They're yeah. hosting a double duel against Sioux Falls and Jamestown. And Jamestown. That's at one o'clock tomorrow. So same start time as the as the football game. But uh, our swimmers are, you know, doing their thing. They won. They won both duels against uh, Southwest and Concordia St. Paul last week. And Sydney Hansen, NSIC Diver of the Week, she won the three meter diving event and finished second in the one meter diving event. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Definitely. Uh, defending NSIC champs. Reigning and defending. Yeah, reigning and defending, champ. yeah. <laughs> reigning and defending NSIC uh, champions. Yeah, so, and, and um, I mean, you know, the goal at the end of the year is always like track and field and wrestling. You want to get those uh, individuals to qualify yep. for uh, the national meet. And I don't think we had anybody last year. <clears throat> A little bit unusual. Yeah, but well, last year's meet, I mean, it was yep. condensed uh, because, you know, they can only take they can only take a uh, portion of what they normally take. So. Fewer opportunities for our yep. kids to qualify, so... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> MSUMavericks.com. Um, we've changed our, our Twitter handle, but you can still reach us at uh, Min State Athletics mm-hmm. um, if you uh, do the Twitter thing. So excited about uh, this weekend uh, opportunity, I think, for uh, people in, in Mankato who normally, uh, uh, with multiple events going on now, there's really only a, a couple with uh, football and swimming going on at home. So excited about uh, this weekend and, and looking forward to some we had some rain this week, but I think we're going to be okay uh, tomorrow weather-wise with at Lakes of Rain, knock on wood, knock on wood, a little bit. But uh, beautiful Saturday, and um, I think we only have one more home game after yeah, this weekend, uh, right? We're at home against Augie this weekend, and then our final home game of the regular season is the following weekend against Sioux Falls. Man, it's crazy. One, how, how one o'clock kickoff there, too. Yeah, quickly how things go. Yeah, it's amazing how quick uh, the year. The, the days are long, but the years are short, right, PA? <laughs> hey, Bernsey, um we should mention, uh, is it Eli Thomas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who uh, picked up an award, or it was nominated uh, for an award, right? Well, so award. tell us about the award with uh, a senior linebacker. Uh, it was uh, the Orange Bowl uh, f- uh, Football Writers Association of America Courage Award. He uh, Every week they uh, pick a student athlete, a uh, football student athlete, uh, to nominate for this award. It's basically sp- uh, nominees are people who have, you know, kind of overcome, like, really tough obstacles that have been placed in front of them uh, to be able to continue to play football and everything like that. And, of course, uh Eli, Eli, he uh, he's overcome uh, several uh, several ACL injuries, and then while he was at uh, UConn in 2018, he uh, suffered a stroke, and um, he uh, was not able to play obviously for the rest of his uh, tenure there at UConn for the rest of 2018 and 2019. He came to Minnesota State. He, fi- he finally got cleared, and he was able transfer to portal. Transfer portal yep. came here in uh, 2020, but of course COVID knocked yep. out the year. But he st- stuck with us, and now here he is. He's tied for the team leading tackles, BA. <laughs> so great, great story, and excited for him, and uh, certainly deserving. So you know how it goes. A lot of times, we've got over six hundred student athletes, and I certainly don't don't know everything. But his, and we get kids who transfer in mm-hmm. uh, all the time, and so I wasn't familiar with his story uh, before he started playing. And obviously, he's a good player. And if and you take a look uh, as you dig down into his background, and well, he played at UConn, it's a Division One school. He's from the East Coast. What's he doing in Mankato? A kid from East Coast transfer portal stuff, and then really didn't know anything about his ACL issues and the stroke only until uh, we got a couple calls from um, writers out east who were tracking his uh, 
his football career and keeping yeah. track of him uh, because that happened well out, out on the East Coast when he was there and he continued yeah. to try to play. And then, yeah. so uh, because of that, we've learned the story and now have been fortunate to sort of tell the story. And, and uh, Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune was down yesterday and KYC was talking to him yesterday. Yeah. So, and certainly deservedly so. He's a good player and has played a role in our success this year. So yeah. we're fortunate that he's in the lineup for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yep. and if you look at his stats, he's been getting better and better as the season's gone on. He's gotten uh, five tackles in the last couple games. Now, most recently, he just had a season high six tackles against Upper Iowa this past weekend. Yeah. So, only getting better All right. the more he plays. All right, guys. Well, thanks to Nick Burns and uh, Connor Wachtel who for uh, joining us this morning. Paul Allen, once again, for Minnesota State Athletics, another uh, edition of Mag- Maverick Magazine in the books. We look forward to uh, talking to you again. Let's go, uh, let's go Mavericks. It's great to be a Maverick. Always. All right.